This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Three Peeps in the Podcast, the bonus show. City are back to winning ways on an evening where the atmosphere felt a little subdued until Robbie the Rocket Atkinson scored one of his two goals that gave City the points on his 50th appearance for the club. Lee's three words were a positive performance produced. And uh, Matt is with me. And Matt, I've got to say, your commitment to Bristol City cannot be questioned after having a, a work meeting in Liverpool yesterday, driving all the way back to Ashton Gate and then all the way back to Liverpool that is mental when I was checking into the hotel last night at half past two it did feel a bit mental um <laughs> the, the problem was I'd, I'd had this meeting arranged for um a couple of months and then obviously the Preston game um because of the Queen God rest her soul um got cancelled got moved to this Wednesday um I think I mentioned to you I wasn't gonna go and then I thought now I, w- I want to do every game mm. so I spoke to my boss and agreed that I could uh, leave early, so yeah, I left left six o'clock yesterday morning to get to Liverpool, uh, and then did the meeting. Left at three o'clock and got back to Bristol for about quarter past six. Jesus. Watched the game, and then um, dropped dropped Trine off. Got home, fed the cat. That um, was not a euphemism because <laughs> um, Jill's away, um, and left my house, left my house at about quarter to eleven. Um, M5 was closed at one junction. M6 was closed at one junction. So yeah, I eventually got to the hotel at half past two. So yeah, I'm a oh, little bit tired now. Fair yeah. play. And and now you've you've nipped out of a meeting to to yeah. to do this podcast. So yeah, commitment to the podcast, yeah. commitment to Bristol City. If anyone's listening and makes medals, then please do give him one because that I think he deserves uh, it. Um, a bit, I'm a bit not about... the only one. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. A bit of admin before we start. So we had 70 retweets for the Danny Wilson uh, competition, Matt. So I want you to give me a number between 1 and 70, and then I'll announce the winner towards the end of the podcast. Yeah, uh, 57, 5 and 7. 5 and 7, 57. Right, so we'll come back to that a bit later. No guests today because we weren't sure when we were going to be able to squeeze this in, but we'll do a quick check-in. I'm probably uh, a 7. It's towards the end of the working day and really lifted uh, in the second half by by the performance um, and also a productive day. So uh, I'm a seven. Matt, you, you're probably absolutely knackered, but uh, I don't know what I, you're... I am. Yeah, I am. I am knackered, to be fair. But um, 100%, the, the journey back last night with the win just was, was absolutely fine. I didn't, you know, I, I'm... Happy days. I would have been gutted if it had been a draw or a oh, defeat. Would have been a hell of a um, had a good couple of days. I know, yeah. Good couple of days workshop um, that we've been doing in work. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm probably a seven, bordering on an eight, which is wow. a bit sick, isn't it? Having with a, with a drive ahead sleep, of you. But yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the the lineup last night, Matt. Four changes for City. O'Leary, Closer, Williams, and Semenyo in. Bentley. King, Masengo, and Wells out. Vyman, captain. Uh, I think for me, Matt, the the biggest call there was Max O'Leary coming in because I half expected Bajic with him not being in the under-21s. Um, but yeah, Max O'Leary for Bentley. Your thoughts on that one first? Yeah, and I, and I think we probably thought Bajic might come on the bench and not necessarily um, Dan Bentley going. I mean, it was interesting. When we, we spoke about the podcast, or when we did the podcast, sorry, on, on the weekend. I think I gave Dan Bentley a four um, and he'd made a couple of really good saves, but I did think he was culpable mm. for certainly two of the goals. So, you know, the, the, the goalkeeper position, you, you allow a little bit of leeway patch because if they do make a mistake, it inevitably is a goal. Um, so, you know, you might give him one or two sort of opportunities in, but he was, he's part of a defence that has looked a bit shaky. So I, I think it was a big call to make. Mm-hmm. And on the balance of it, it was the right call to make. So I thought Max O'Leary had a brilliant game last night. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but but as you say, I, th- I think it's exact. It's exaggerated as well because he's our captain, so it makes it an even yeah. bigger call, doesn't it? 
absolutely. Closer coming in for King. Obviously, we, we wanted that to happen on Saturday, but for one reason or another, it didn't. But again, he came in um, and, yeah, showed showed what exactly what we needed, really. So a bit of stability at the back from an experienced centre-back. Yeah, Preston must be um, gutted to see Tim Closer, especially when he's not played much football, because he comes in... Um, and performs at that as he did when he played his first game for us last season. Um, I thought he was excellent patch. Um, that that first ball defender winning the headers, but it's his organisation, the way that he talks to to Rob Atkinson and Zach Viner. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a really really good performance and was was probably and we got to see him in pre season patch and, and that's as good as I've seen Tim closer. This season, last night, I know we haven't seen much of him, but including the preseason, I thought he was he was really solid. Yeah, he looks as if you know when those first few games that he played when he came in, having not played for that amount of time, he, he yep. looked back to that sort of level. So fantastic to see. Um, he, he absolutely did. Yeah. Masengo dropping out of the squad um, and Williams coming in. Uh, yeah, Williams obviously coming back in after his suspension, but Masengo dropping out of the squad. It's difficult. I mean. Han didn't have a good game the weekend, but he wasn't the only one by any stretch. I do wonder if he was the individual that Nigel Pearson was referencing in his post-match conference mm. um, on the weekend to not make the bench and for, for Dylan Kaji to make the bench over him um, probably speaks volumes. I don't think you would have had Kaji, Han and Andy King on the bench. Um, so one of them dropping out, but but yeah, possibly speaks volumes. And you just don't know how much this contract situation mm. plays into that as well. Um, and similarly with, with with Dan Bentley, you know, if, if things aren't going well with contract discussions, he's going to want to look at Max O'Leary again and he's going to want to look at Badgett for next season. So, you know, even though it's early on in the season, that, that might play into it. But I, I, I'm kind of fearful that we may have seen the last of Han Noah. I hope we haven't. But yeah, I'm kind of fearful that might be the case. Yeah, we've we've said that before. So um, yeah, I think he's yeah. on, I think he's actually on 99 appearances, one left for a hundred. I'll check that out. That's that out in a minute. But um, yeah. and then Semenyo for Wells. Uh, Semenyo brings physicality and and power, uh, but it makes Tommy Conway's game different because he's not the same without Wells. Yeah, I, I think Naki was a little bit unlucky. Um, Again, he was certainly no 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 worse than anyone else from a forward point of view on the weekend. Antoine gives you that that just phys- it's not even a physical presence; it's the power of the man. He's so so strong. So I can understand him coming in, and it could have been Tommy or Naki that that, that got rested, got dropped to the bench, however you want to look at it. Um, he went as he did with with Semenya and Tommy, and. You know, potentially patch. That's a partnership for next season because again, Mackie's out of contract, so you don't know, you know, what might happen there. But ban that one. But I do think Mackie was a bit unlucky. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Han Nomasengo is on ninety nine league appearances. Yeah. Just going back to that. Um. I think so. The way that Tommy and Naki Wells link up, you know, the, n- the number of goals that that Naki set up for Tommy and and vice versa. Semenya obviously is 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 got on his in his mind just to go direct um you know yeah. it have tommy would have to be in a in a massively obvious position i think for him to lay it off yes um <clears throat> he, he's he's just that you know I, I talk about his power but it's his, it's his pace as well there were a couple of times um and we'll talk about it when we get through the minutes but in the second half in particular where antoine showed that that selfishness and desire to drive and get a shot away when actually there was a, a better opportunity from from a pass point of view. Um, now we've won. I wouldn't be critical of that because you're, <laughs> you want your strikers to be selfish. But yeah, yeah he, he did brilliantly at one point and just that rolled the ball across and didn't. But we, we saw last night, we, saw, we kind of saw the new Antoine and we saw the old Antoine <laughs> because he, he slashed it a couple um, that just went high wide and handsome and then he hit an absolute Fulham-esque drive, didn't he? That the keeper did brilliantly to to push her away. So, and and you forget he's missed a lot of football. Mm. Yes, he's played twenty minutes, half an hour. That's not the same as playing a run of ninety-minute games or 70, 80, 90 90-minute games. So, um, I think he will, he's certainly going to keep his place for the weekend, didn't he? 
Yeah. Cool. Um, you sound a lot better. I don't know what you've done, but it, it sounds suddenly a lot better. <laughs> Good. <laughs> right, into the minutes. Uh, Conway out of the blocks quickly to set the tempo, chasing down the ball to get a block in. Uh yeah, it just sort of sets the tempo when you see that, Matt, doesn't it? And it gave us that impetus to to go on and apply more pressure. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll we'll talk about Tommy's sort of game as well. But you're going to get that from Tommy. You know, he's he, he, even last night he probably didn't press it in the way that he was in those early games. But again, he had a, a pretty nasty injury, so his ankle is probably still not a hundred percent. But you're absolutely right, Patch. That set the tone last night and immediately kind of, even within those opening minutes, we did more in those opening minutes than we did in the entire game on Saturday. True. Um, Very true. So good good to see that the players have taken on board what Nigel Pearson said. And and I'd, I'd like to, at the end, end of this, reference Nigel Pearson and his, his post-match. Um, but yeah, it, was, it, it, it set the tempo exactly that, Patch. Third minute, good pressure, early corners, early chance, good overlap from Sykes, drilled across uh, the face of goal, could have gone anywhere. So just an example of some of the early chances we had. Ninth yeah. minute, lovely skill from Alex Scott to bring the ball down, fizz a ball towards Tommy Conway at pace, um, but the shot, the pass was just blocked off. Scott's performance last night in general, Matt, he seemed to really take it by the scruff of the neck. Not, not quite, yeah, not Beckham against Greece, but it felt, it felt like a little bit like that. And he was number seven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I'll, I'll ever see a, a Beckham like <laughs> Greece performance because that, yeah, was, was unbelievable. It? But I, I thought Alex um, early on. I mean, that patch, that, that ball. I mean, it, it dropped out the sky. And he just killed it with one touch. But not only killed it, it, it the control and then to to play the pass. It was almost, I mean, it, it was it was fractions. And I felt we did a lot of that last night. And and Nigel Pearson said after the, or either after the game or today I've read in the press, that um, he thought our passing was brilliant early on last night. Um, I didn't. I thought our final ball, we just didn't quite find it at times. The intent was there, and that was mm. the case in point with that that move there, um, and it just got cut out. But yeah, I mean, that, the more Alex Scott plays in that position, um, the better he's going to be. Um, I I thought it was certainly for a good a good sixty seventy minutes of the game last night. I thought he was excellent. 24th minute, Preston through ball from Johnson to Maguire is good, but Max O'Leary shows great anticipation and comes to close it down and gathers well. And that was an early test there for Max, Matt, in terms of yeah. his presence. And he he had to make that decision and go with it, didn't he? Yeah, I, I again, sort of first half at our end, you could hear Max talking. Um, and you, you hear Dan Bentley talking as well. So it's not, a, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying he does that and, and Dan doesn't. But I thought he was so quick off his line to close that down. Again, that Daniel Johnson, it was a it was a performance last night, always like we used to say about Barry Bannon, where I thought, bloody hell, he's just... And we allowed him to start to, as that half went on, get on the ball, dictate the play. He was playing in those slide rule balls. Um, and Max did really, really well to come out and, and close that down, make a really good save. But a couple of times before that, he, he, he played one... He, he threw the ball out um, in one move. And it's... I think that is the difference between Max and Dan is his speed of thought with getting rid of the ball and setting up our attacks. He has he's he's quicker minded than Dan for that, um, and and that was evident last night. But yeah, that that save was a quality save, and will have done his confidence the world of good early on like that. Yeah, 28th minute, ducking and diving from Antoine Semenyo, who takes it wide, neatly cuts back in um, and wins a free kick just on the edge of the box. And uh, yeah, this one was just a disappointing delivery from Alex Scott. We were talking yeah. a bit, bit, bit more about the delivery from uh, from him and Jada Silva as the game goes on. But it was a great opportunity to whip the ball in and just get it on target and anything can happen. But it was lofted far to the you know to the back post and beyond. Um, and we we seem to do that an awful lot, don't we? With whether it's free kicks or crosses, the 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 bad ball is that over hit to the back post. Um, and you know, it doesn't matter whatever level you play and whatever kind of dead ball, if you don't hit the target, you're unlikely to score. Yes, you can get a deflection or, but you know, you've got to make the keeper work. Um, and it was disappointing. And some of the early sort of deliveries were disappointing. And then obviously that that got rectified later on, didn't it? But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's a 
it's a constant frustration for me, our, our kind of dead ball and our, and our free kicks, yeah. And it just goes to show when you get it right, what happens when we come exactly, on to you in a minute. Yeah. Uh, 42nd minute, Scott, neat pass to Semenyo. He's away, feeds Conway, who shoots on target, but it's fairly easily dealt with. But it's a shot on target nonetheless, Matt, which, you know, if you get it on target, who knows what will happen, but got, just not yeah, enough power. He, yeah, he, he, he probably didn't catch, it how he, didn't catch it how he wanted to. Um, and as you say, it was a comfortable stay for Woodman in the in the um, the PNE goal. So, yeah, but but good move, good move to set it up anyway. Good yeah. link up play. Forty fifth minute, Jada Silva on the edge of the box shoots over nowhere near. Then Rob Atkinson was at it as well. So two defenders shooting from just outside the box, uh, rising high into the stands. Yeah, it was. Um, and both both exactly the same, weren't they? I I, I kind of wonder with both whether they got the conviction that I'm in this because I know I'm going to get it on tight. You know, I, I can find the back of the net. More so Rob than, than Jay. I think Rob has got that in his locker. I don't I don't see Jay having that in his locker from distance. But also, I don't I don't want to be overly critical because that's what you want to see. Um, mm. You want to see, uh, you know, especially Atkinson getting that far forward. So, yeah. But okay. it, yeah, both of them were, were pretty poor, weren't they? This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex-players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me via email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. In addition, we are always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. Thank you. Right, the halftime summary from Rob. Bright start, but having weathered the early storm, Preston started to get a foothold of their own. However, in the main, we've looked positive, but just haven't been able to find the killer shot or pass to make the breakthrough. Preston are very well drilled, and it's noticeable how well they defend front post in particular. We've shown glimpses of creativity, particularly Scott, but feel we need to gamble a bit more, taking players on and moving them around. Would like to see Sykes taking his man on in particular as he's had the ball in good areas. Hopefully we can crank it up a notch in the second half. So into the second half, 47th minute, a backhanded clothesline to Sykes earns a free kick and another poor delivery from Scott. Then De Silva away down the left and poor delivery. So we're still going forward, but we're just not finding that killer cross. Yeah, and I, and I don't, I don't know what we do in terms of that delivery from a training point of view, um, but it's something, I mean, especially Jay, Jay absolutely has to work on it because his, his, his delivery is just not good enough. He, he seems to, to hit an area at times when he shouldn't be, he should be finding the man. Um, and even the area that he hits isn't the right area. A lot of the time it, it's sort of to the back post and, and I know, you know, Mark Sykes in particular is, is is often coming in at that, but I don't know that that's a deliberate ploy. Um, and when you've got your two centre forwards in there, you want to be you want to be finding Antoine so that he can do what he what he can do. So yeah, it was a, a bit frustrating. Um, and actually, just on that first half, I, I want to say I thought both Antoine and Tommy didn't hold the ball up well in the first half. Too too often the ball got up there and came back. Um, so I was interested to see way, whether Pearson would stick with it in the second half um, and what, what would happen. In, and he obviously did that. But yeah, going back to your point about the, the deliveries, yeah, I, th- I think our crossing is is absolutely something we've got to be working on. Yeah, they're almost we get a lot of where... ball, don't we? Both sides and we just don't deliver it. Yeah, they're putting it where they think the striker should be rather than where the striker actually is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And Jim, Jim made a really good comment a couple of weeks back, didn't he, about... Yeah, when they when they pack pack the box and Preston did defend deep, 
But I think sometimes you, you, you have to look for your man and find the man rather than just playing an area, yeah. Or even look for someone like Joe Williams or Alex Scott who might just be peeling back onto the edge of the eight yeah. yard box. Try something different. If we Absolutely. if we can't if we can't hit a target in the middle, let's let's try and yeah. set someone up for a for an opportunity. But um yeah, mix it up yeah. a bit, I and think I'm, is I'm the not, message. I'm, yeah, and I'm not Jay bashing at all, but you know, if if Jay hits ten crosses, you can pretty much guarantee nine of them will be over here, out the back, you know, back post, won't they? So yeah. Okay, fiftieth uh, minute, Semenyo cuts in from the right and shoots left-footed. Great power, but wide. Uh, early indications in the second half there, Matt, of we know what Semenyo is capable of, and. Yeah, it was just snatched out, if you like, where it could have been bent in with his left foot. But I don't, I don't think that's something that he's that he wants to do. He wants to just put his foot through it. He he's not that style of finisher, is he? He's not a finesse finisher. He is going to smash it, you know. And Andy Vyman might have kind of caressed the ball, curled it in. Antoine's not about that. He is about raw power. Um, as I said, I think he slashed a couple, um, but you know that he's capable of doing that. You know that that ball could have found the top corner and we could yep. have been talking about that, that absolute wonderful goal, couldn't we? So, yeah. Yeah, 53rd um, minute. Semenyo, disappointed, yeah. Semenyo bursts forward out to Vyman. It falls to De Silva and his shot is like is cleared off almost off the line by the defender. It's on target, but uh, yeah, the press on defender just gets his boot to it and it does, does go. But uh, yeah, we're almost there. 53rd minute and we're getting a ball cleared off the line. 54th minute, it's 1-0. It comes from a bit of pinball in the box after a corner. Then great hold-up play from Tommy Conway in the penalty box who feeds Sykes. A good delivery, minutest of flick-ons from Viner, and a neat and tidy headed finish from Atkinson. Not sure whether Viner's going to get the assist for that or Sykes, but watching it back in slow motion, there's clearly a slight touch from, from Zach Viner. And what a lovely controlled header into the top corner from Rob Atkinson. Great, great header. Um, keepers, I mean, it's one of those where the keepers go in the wrong way and he's watching it into the, the sort of other side of the net. Um, I I I think you give the assist to Sykes because I don't know that Zach was deliberately kind of flicking it like that. I think he was trying to get his own head on it to to put it goalwards. Um, but it was probably the first quality delivery into an area, you know, into the box. Again, he went. I don't think he was picking the man out, but it was in, into that that area. Um, and it was a quality finish from from Rob. Yeah, really good header. Yeah, fantastic to get that goal and and it just it lifted the place as well. It was it was quite. Yeah. Quiet, quite flat, you know, um, in in all areas of the ground last night, and that seems yeah. to give us a lift. I think I think when you're on the back of the run that we've been on, and then on the back of that performance on Saturday, you you needed something. So you, I can understand the crowd being quiet. I thought the first half we did play some really good stuff at times. It was just that final ball. Mm. Um, Preston weren't really in it at all, were they? And it was only through us giving the ball away at times that, that, you know, and then allowing Johnson to get on the ball. Um, but we were certainly the better team um, and just needed the goal. So that, that goal, yeah, you could sense the relief, couldn't you? It was, uh, it was palpable as you were, as, as it went in. Yeah, 56 minute, Preston are away. Closer applies pressure and gets close, but Max is needed again to make a good save. And it was down to his right and a good strong hand and able to be cleared. So, yeah, yeah an opportunity straight off of us going 1-0 up for Preston. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was Joe Williams that lost the ball in the middle. Um, and yeah, Tim, Tim sort of forced him wider. But he's he's on a vein of form that um, the the... PNE forward is it Risa or something like that, isn't it? Um, and I, I thought it was an excellent save from Max, a really good, strong hand. It was going to find the corner of that clearly, but also you have to say, well done, Zach Viner, for anticipating that save and mm. getting there and clearing it. So, so all round, it was good defending from Tim, great save from Max, good defending from Zach. So, yeah, um, unlike anything on the weekend, so yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, Reese is the name. Um, Reece, 57th yeah. minute, Semenyo, neat work to beat his man. Lovely little shimmy inside, almost gl glides the ball inside. Cuts in again, and his left foot shot blazes over. So literally, uh, almost a carbon copy 
of uh, a few minutes before and yeah the defender you know it's happened to him seven minutes ago and he's st he's still letting him cut in on his left i don't i don't think you can defend him when he's like that though i honestly think the power if it's the one i'm thinking of is it the one where there was like two around him and he, he comes through yeah um it goes back to that point about the decisions. I think both Andy Vyman and I think it was Tommy Conway um, were both free in the middle um, or certainly, you know, had an opportunity. And you kind of wonder if he played it across the six-yard box, could it have been a tap-in? But it's that difficult one in a game where if he finds the back of the net, no one's even talking about, oh, well, he should have looked to pass. It's just the fact he doesn't find the back of the net that you then look at what options there were. So, you know, can you really blame him when he's done what he's done? He's in the six-yard box, to, to, you know, and you've got what he's got in his armory. You are, you're expecting to with it, aren't you? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, 79th minute now. Right foot thunderbolt from Semenyo. It actually went supersonic, that shot, I think. I heard the third. <laughs> I heard the third of it going through the air. Keeper saves yeah. it, but... Blimey, um, you know, I think my brother said on our group that that's the hardest he's ever seen a ball hit at Ashton yeah. Gate, but it's got to be up there. I don't know if anyone's can anyone can get a um, uh, a speed gun out on it, but eliminate uh, what a strike! I mean, he just I I don't think I've ever seen anyone hit the ball as hard as that. And I, you know, I've been lucky enough to see Norman Hunter, Walshy, obviously, um, Mickey Bell could strike a a, a, a firm shot, um, but yeah, and it, and it was it was probably a little bit too close to the keeper that he was able to get good hands on it. If if he's stretching for it, he's breaking his fingers with that one, isn't he? It was, yeah. I think Rob said in our WhatsApp group, and he's shown his age when he talked about Hotshot Hamish from uh, from comics of yesteryear. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a brilliant effort. And it, it had everything, the power, but it had movement as well. With it. It, was a, it was a good save, to be fair to Woodman. Mm, yeah. 81st minute is the equaliser. Kind of out of nowhere. You know, Preston were playing some football, but uh, it's Hughes, the scorer. Unfortunately, another set piece which City don't deal with, and it falls kindly to Hughes to equalise. Max, you know, was a bit blocked in terms of his view of the shot, and it goes through a player and into the net. But, you know, there's a question mark over the, the defence. Should Max again be coming out to collect and punch and get involved? It's a question mark. Yeah, I've not. I'll be, I'll be truthful. I've not watched any of the, the highlights back, um, so I've not seen it. It's difficult as well because it was obviously at the far end from where I was. Mm. I think the first thing is it was a poor free kick to concede by Tim Close. Um, so you know, you don't want to be conceding in that area that late in the game when you've been on our run. Um, and yeah, I, I I can't really comment. I haven't not seen it back. So whether Max should have come for it or not, whether well, it was it was almost um, it was outside the six yard box. So you hope your defence are gonna gonna sort of yeah. deal with it. But just like I'm just aware of the fact that we maybe said that Dan should have come and claimed some of those on, yeah, on Saturday. It, I think that the a bit like like Saturday, but um, if I remember it right, it was Brady that that took the kick, um, and Brady has got a quality left foot. Um, so, a bit like Naismith, do you anticipate him? Go, you know, I, I actually thought he was going to go for a shot, um, but do you anticipate that, and that's why you're on your line, or do you, you know, come to the the area and come and get it without again not not seeing it back, knowing how, how much he put on it to know whether was it really viable for Max to go? So, I'm not I'm not going to put that down to Max yeah. at all. Well, I, I guess it depends on how how this has been worked on in training, and that's what they execute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, 83rd minute, uh, Tommy Conway comes off for Naki Wells, and I, I always pick up on these little things. Tommy, if I was getting brought off on the 83rd minute, and I'm a City fan and it's 1-1, I'm sprinting off that pitch to get Naki Wells on, and that's exactly what Tommy did. Do you know what, Patrick? I'm really glad you've picked up on that. Um, and this isn't you know, a, a Tommy Conway loving or anything like that, but his attitude coming off clearly would be disappointed because he's a goal scorer and wants to play every minute but absolutely raced off the pitch. There was no hint of any dissent or he wanted the team to win the game. He would have loved Mackie Wells to score the winner. Um, so, yeah, spot on attitude. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Seven minutes later, it's it's that much-needed winner. It's, it's a decent delivery. In-swinging right-footed corner from Alex Scott and Rob Atkinson just presses the, uh, the, the missile launch button and launches himself... <laughs> 
God knows if he's even looking at the ball, but he ends up in the goal with the ball. Um, And so pleased for Rob Atkinson on, as I say, his 50th club appearance to get that second goal of the game. Yeah, and and shows, you know, I mean, that's probably what, his his fourth, fifth, sixth goal for City. Um, But it it was a quality delivery into that area. I mean, Wood, Woodman's not a keeper I rate. I've got to be honest with you. Um, he was he was on loan at Swansea when Antoine, I think, scored his his goal off his um, his bum, um, and Casey's direct free kick. Uh, sorry, corner kick. Um, but more so, how Atkinson got free of his defender to then be able to have a free header um, was yeah incredible. And 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 I'm looking my media. I always look immediately. Is it offside? No. It, as Keith Stroud, and it was a, a Keith Stroud of old performance last night. Um, as he given something because Atkinson's pulled someone back or whatever, because I just couldn't believe he got that free in the area. But there was yeah. a couple of really petty decisions that really wound yeah. me up. And uh, I'm just crying, crying out, just let the game play, let 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 the game it, go a little bit. I I just thought he was back to like I said, I, how Keith Stroud is reft in the past. There was one challenge on Alex Scott that. Um, he oh, made like out, or assault, indicated, yeah, he, he, he indicated he got the ball. He might have done, but this whole thing about follow through and everything else, I think it might have been Cunningham as well. Um, or certainly Cunningham, he left some on Antoine as well. And Greg Cunningham's performance last night as an ex-City player, I know he's now PNE and he's scored against us for them in the past. I, I thought he was just an absolute, for want of a better phrase, an absolute tart. He was going down. <laughs> there was one... There was one moment where he, he he just went down and it was like, well, he's not even anywhere near you, but he bought the free kick and I hate to see that. Yeah. And there was one on the other side where if I, I actually shouted that out, but if Tom Daly had had a dive like that, he would have been getting <laughs> nines. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, it was, um, it was one of those performances. So I, I did worry that Stroud might have given one of his decisions. The fact he didn't, you could sense that relief again. And, and I mean, I, I went, bloody ballistic A because I'm thinking oh great I might have a drive back now where we have got three points <laughs> um, and I can almost feel justified in having to leave my meeting two hours early yeah. um, but it was it was a deserved three points that's yeah. the thing as well um, Preston I think were were eighth before the game or may even ended the game in eighth they weren't great and we we absolutely deserved the victory so I'm, I'm, I'm really glad for Rob as well and he is he's he is a quiet character. I, I'm hoping with Rob that in, in seasons to come, we'll start to see more of a vocal, more of an aggression with him. Those two goals last night showed that aggression or that desire, didn't they, to, to get on the ball. So that, that was great to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Five goals in 50 appearances, one every is 10. Five? Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Um, last bit of action. So seven minutes of injury time then goes up. Yeah. Um, not quite sure where, where that came from. I think Alex Scott actually was down in a bit of pain, yeah. as, as was closer. So there was yeah, a few and injuries and subs. There was, there was a few, and I suppose you could argue there's three goals in the second half. But it's a, it's a bugbear of mine because it just feels like a lottery every week as to what the injury time is going to be. Yeah. Um, and I've often said about, you know, can, can you have a clock in the stadium that, um, fancy well, like probably rugby. not because yeah, but probably not because players then see it and do they then you know do something different. But I definitely think it should be taken out of the on-field referees' hands and should be something that the fourth official does mm. um, because there's just no you know you, you just don't know what they're going to give. And when that came up last night, I'm thinking there's no way it's seven, absolutely no way. No, and uh, there was then a substitution. Chris Martin comes on for Sykes. So, uh, yeah, quite sure in terms of the <laughs> and, formation. And he went to right wing back. I think we just went to play and Chris Martin through okay. the middle on his yeah, own. Just holding and it up. getting in the support. Yeah. 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 Mackie Wells holds the ball up in the corner. Uh, so, fairly good game management. And there's actually eight minutes then played by Stroud rather than seven. Yeah. At seven, the ball's clear. Well, I, I think, think that's the end of it. Antoine was was dang literally as the injury after we'd scored and as the injury time went okay. up, Antoine was dang wasn't he? So I think I could understand him adding a bit more on, but yeah. Um, and it's interesting you said that about Necky. He did brilliantly with that moment, mm. and then a couple of moments later, minutes whatever, he then gets another one where he almost tries a shot or a cross, and then it goes straight <laughs> to Woodman. And Pearson was going absolutely crazy on the sidelines. Yeah. So yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, game finishes. Preston are in eighth on 19, 14 played. City in 11th now on 14 played, 18 points. So six points off a top spot, three points off the playoffs and seven points off the relegation zone. So... After those, after that bad run, Matt. I mean, I I was on Robin's on tour with Ben last night, and I said yeah. before the game, if we can get three points today and three points on Saturday, suddenly you find yourself back on the verge of the playoffs. So it's a very very tight league. Yeah, I mean, I I I'm hoping for another win on the weekend just so that Rob Skeets can have six points in a week um, because <laughs> I know that you know on on Got a bit of a passion for it. On Sunday, the city, yeah, yeah. I mean, I looked at him in the studio and thought, Rob, come on. But no, I mean, it, it it shows really what a crazy league this is. And I I do genuinely think this season there, there isn't a standout team. Um, you know, I've been impressed with, well, actually, this, this season, the best team I've seen against us has been QPR. Um, okay. And obviously, they're now, I think, well, before last night, I think they were level on points. Well, the they're better than Burnley, are. were they? I honestly thought they were, yeah. Burnley played some good stuff, but I just thought QPR were, were better than Burnley. Um, in terms all over of the, the way pitch. I think Burnley, yeah, have, Burnley yeah. have got some standout players, whereas QPR, exactly. yeah, maybe better um, all over. Very impressive, but but I think it shows you can you know Preston beat Norwich at, at Carrow Road on the weekend, um, and last night I thought they were poor. You know, I, I it's, and it was interesting. Ryan Lowe was a manager that a lot of our fans, me included, talked about um, when Nigel was going through his, his sort of poor run, and he was still at Plymouth then. Um, but yeah, I, I thought they were poor last night. Preston um, didn't didn't play any kind of football really. Once Johnson went off, and I, did Johnson go off at half time or after half time? Uh, so a quick look. Come on, let's have a look. Right, half time. Preston Johnson came off at fifty five minutes for Ben Woodburn. So fair, yeah, fairly early on then, yeah. Um, which I was surprised at because again I thought he was he was there. He's always got a goal in him as well, isn't he? They're controlling sort of player as well. So yeah, but yeah, mm. I didn't think they were great. And as I said earlier on, Patch, we we definitely deserved the win. So it was it was no more than we deserved there. Okay, quick tweet from Dr. Dean Allen. It wasn't pretty, but I'll take a 2-1 win for Bristol City against Preston any day. A victory that stops a worrying run of results and a performance full of endeavour, if not finesse. Well done, Rob Atkinson. It's amazing what a quality cross can do. Right, Matt, I'll uh, I'll assist you a little bit with the rating in could. terms of names. So, Max yeah. O'Leary. Um, I, I thought about this one earlier on. Um, it's... it's I've gone seven, but I'm also thinking, oh, is that a bit harsh? Should it should he be an eight? Because, but he didn't have a huge amount to do. Um, I thought his his distribution was really good, um, and I thought that one save that he made was really good. So I'm going to go seven. Well, it's two two saves, one in the first half, one in the second half, wasn't it? The the run through. Yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a, a, a seven. If it was a clean sheet, definitely an eight. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but yeah, again, so I'm yeah, going seven, do, yeah. Also, because he hasn't played first team football for, for so long, do we give him a, yeah. a benefit? Of the I doubt? think by by giving him seven, we give him somewhere to go for an eight on the weekend. Good shout! Right, seven. Yeah. Okay, Zach Viner. I'm going to go seven for Zach. I thought Zach had a, a good game. Um, his passing was a little bit off at times, but he also then found a couple of really good balls down the line, um, turning them around from Antoine's point of view. Um, you know, Antoine being able to sort of attack Greg Cunningham and the, the other lad it, it, um, on the left side of the defence. So I'm going to go seven for Zach. Made an important um, clearance as well with that. So, yeah. Um, and actually, as you said, maybe even gets the assist. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Tim Closer. I'm going eight for Tim Closer. Um, I thought it was, yeah, everything we talked about earlier on with him. So I'm going eight. Yeah. Yeah. Atkinson. Uh, I'm going to go eight. I'm not going nine because clean clean sheet clean sheet gives it nine, and maybe even a, a hat trick gives it nine. Um, but it's an, it's an, it's an eight. But with start, you know, he was man of the match as well. Okay, uh, Sykes. Um, better last night, Sykes. I'm again not going to go over, but I'm going to go six for Sykes. I thought he got on the ball that one good delivery, but I expect him to have good delivery. So yeah, six. Okay, Joe Williams. Gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna go oh, seven for Joe. I thought certainly in the first half we saw Joe Williams that we all want to see. Um, there was one moment, especially where 
he kind of lost the ball, but then won, won it back and then played a really good sort of delivery in. Um, yeah, jo- Joe just needs a run of games and probably needs not to have a midweek game so that he can get Saturday-Saturday. Um, but yeah, it was a much better performance from Joe Williams last night. Also, I saw him a few times sort of taking on the the mantle of uh, more of a captain's role as well. Agreed, yeah. Uh, sort of berating a few people that needed a bit yeah. of a G up. And yeah, I, I, I saw a much improved Joe Williams. Yeah, agreed. Uh, last night. Um, Alex Scott. Scotty, I'm going to go seven. Um, some really good moments. Again, some of his delivery wasn't great. Obviously got the assist with the corner, which was really good. And when you, when you've got that in your locker, that corner, use that corner. Ha, keep you know we talk about um, muscle memory. Keep playing the same corner so you've got that delivery because it's in an area which is so difficult to defend. Um, and especially if you're, you're marking zonal, um, you know the, the the opposing the attacking players um, can get a run on it. So yeah, I'm going to go seven for, for for Alex, but I thought he showed some absolute moments of real class again. Yeah. Did he get booked last night, Patch? Uh, don't think so. Jada Silva? Jay, I'm going to go six. A bit like Sykes. I thought it was an improved performance. I still think he he has to improve his delivery. Um, I, I would personally have started Cam Pring last night after Cam's mm. um, sort of cameo against Birmingham. Good to see that he's now back in the fold, Cam, and on the bench. So hopefully we'll see some improved performances from Jay on the back of knowing that he's got Cam in the wings. Yeah, Zach Viner, Andy Viman, and Jada Silva all booked last right, night. Right, okay. Not Alex yeah. Scott. Andy Viman. Going to go six for Andy. Uh, an improved performance. Um, but he gave me a performance that I expect from Andy Viman, where, you know, that effort, that running, he got on the ball more last night. And, and that got me thinking last night is that again because he's now, he was playing with Antoine, and, you know, he's got that part of the. Um, WSM, yeah. Um, so was was that come into play? But yeah, it was it was an improved before. Still not the Andy Vyman that, that we know that is capable. We're not seeing the efforts on goal and stuff, but it was a an improved performance. And and actually, from a captain's point of view as well, it yeah. goes back to that point again, Patch, about the captain being in the pitch. A couple mm. of times, Stroud gave decisions, and it was good to see not only Andy Vyman, the likes of Joe Williams, getting around Stroud. And making the point, you know, yeah. you're Andy's an idiot. always been You've got small man syndrome. Andy's always been one of the people that that does do that. Um, yeah, on the yeah. pitch, and particularly, I think it was when either Scott or Semenyo, right, right next to Nigel Pearson on the touchline, got took taken out, and yeah, I think Semenyo got up and pointed the finger, and yeah, a little bit of yeah, uh, going on. Uh, Tommy Conway, I'm going to go six for Tommy. Um, I thought there again some good good movement. Um, set the tempo early on I did think in the first half the ball got away from him a little bit too easily um, and I don't know whether that was because he was trying a little bit too hard or so yeah I've gone six for Tommy yeah key contribution to to the first goal as well yeah uh, Antoine I'm going to go seven for Antoine um, I just thought again he, he, he set a certainly in the second half when Zach started to find that ball down the channel to him um, he created three really or two really good opportunities, and then he had that shot. Um, we could have been talking about Antoine having a hat trick this morning um, because he got those two opportunities and then that other shot. So yeah, I thought it was a, a, a good performance from Antoine. Okay, and the average six point eight one. Feels about right. Yeah, feels about right. Yeah, good stuff. And for the gaffer, I've got I've got to go seven for for nine because. He made four big calls, but in particular the Bentley call, and, and got it right. My only slight reservation with, with Nice last night was I felt we were looking, we needed a sub. When we got to about 75 minutes, I thought he should look to change it. And I probably would have taken Tommy off a little bit earlier and brought Naki on. Um, and maybe even Chris Martin, like he did later on. Um, I just felt that... We we'd allow, we were allowing Preston more into the game, and then subsequently they, they they got the goal. And you know when they scored, I was I was a little bit yeah, Pearson, that's down to you. You should have made the change. Mm. Um, yeah, but he, he didn't. He clearly didn't want to. So yeah, so I, I'll give him the. I thought he got some some big calls before the game and got them right in terms of you know it's three points. But what I referenced earlier on, Patch, what I really like about Nigel Pearson is um, 
he, he just never gets carried away. Um, no. He didn't get overly carried away with the defeat on the weekend in terms of calling players out or anything like that. And then even last night, I mean, Rob Atkinson, excuse me, Rob Atkinson scores two goals. And Nigel Pearson's like, yeah, well, yeah, he needed to do something because he, he didn't defend very well on the weekend. <laughs> but also, when he got asked about Rob bringing the ball out, he said, yeah, but he's a defender. So he's got to defend first of all. And then, you know, the rest of it, fine, great. That's all nice little add-ons, but he's in there to defend. Um, and I, I and I just like it. And it, it made me laugh. And you'll have to read out what was, was said um, in our WhatsApp group. But it showed the chalk and cheese between Nigel Pearson and Lee Johnson. And I don't, I'm not, I don't mean to to have a go at Lee in any in any way, but I think they lost one nil to Dundee last night, and Lee talked about in terms of percentile they won the game, yeah. but they did they didn't win the game. And you're like Jesus, like yeah. <laughs> Whereas Pearson just isn't like that, is he? It's yeah. it's a very honest. This is how it is. We weren't great last night, you know. He could have been talking lots lots of players up last night and and didn't. He recognised it was important to get the three points. And now we've got to show Saturday we're consistent and we can put a run together again to, to keep us in there. So, yeah. Good show. Uh, one final tweet I've just found from Chris. Great to get a win, but I felt Nigel got away with one tonight. It went flat after the goal and looked to me like we were holding out for a 1-0 instead of trying to kill the game off. Always risky with our recent history. Thankfully, Rob came to the rescue. So, yeah, just highlighting Highly what, exactly said, what yeah. you just said. Um, <laughs> Matt, we've got more snoods available and we're going to raise money this time for Talk Club. Um, yep. who are the whole reason, really, that we start every podcast with our check-in. So they're, they're £10, £5 to cover the costs of making them, uh, £5 to talk club. I've got about 20 and I've got rid of 10 so far. So if anyone wants one, they're very, very warm. You've got my, even though I think my third one of buying because I've lost <laughs> Yeah, Absolutely. Um, but they are, they are very warm. And oh, they are, mate, honestly. Catching what would we have done without him at Sheffield United last year? Oh, I know, I know. I use that as the uh, as the picture on the Twitter. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So anybody listening to this, uh, yeah, please get a snood because they are. Yeah, and not only that, they're in the three peeps colours as well as the old, uh, you know, Brian Tinian colours from uh, from Liverpool. So yeah, but first absolutely. and foremost, with winter coming up, yeah. And also as a separate yeah. as a separate point, anyone who actually wants to just donate five pound to talk club yeah you know, we, uh we we do this all for free but it'd be nice to just raise a little bit of money for charity now and again do do get in touch on twitter at 3piapc i'll give you the some bank details you can send money across or can, you can arrange to meet me and give me some give me the cash um yeah. so 10 pound for a snood or just five pound if you want to make a donation um and then we'll we'll send a bit of cash over to talk club um nice. but yeah we'll leave it there for now matt we'll be back sunday morning uh, Millwall at home on Saturday. In terms of the starting yeah. lineup, actually, he's got a decision to make now. Uh, do we stick with that or do we change it up in terms of Joe Williams? Obviously, does he continue in the in the uh, in the team? Uh, yeah, I, I I think he will. Um, I think it would be the same starting lineup, dependent on. I mean, Close got a a bit of a knock, didn't he? That he was sort of struggling with for a bit. So hopefully that's okay. I yeah, guess that's it quite critical, I think that. Yeah, it, it depends whether. Um, I don't think from he's, from he said James is unlikely, as is. Um, yeah, Naismith. Naismith. Yeah, so you don't you don't expect to see either of those. So if not, I think yeah, it would be the same same team. I don't think he'll bring Pring in for for Jay. Um, no. And yeah, I mean Andy King's waiting in the wings. Should Joe Williams not be able to play in that second game? Yeah, so, I. I, I I would expect Joe Williams to be able to play. Okay. All right. Well, Matt, as again, um, your medal is on the way, I think, from all, very much. all the listeners, all the City fans. And, um, yeah, safe trip. Well, go back to work and then safe trip back to uh, back to Bristol. Will do. Thank you, mate. Cheers, all. Thanks for listening. All right, take, take care, care, everyone. Bye. Bye. I've been riding low. I've been riding fast. Gonna take this moment, I'm gonna make it last Cause you don't know me Don't be quick to judge Cause I'll tell you something, I don't care that much Don't come around here
gonna regret it if you stay in this town. I'm no savior, I will take you down. This here town. It don't take long, they'll know just what I did Don't come around here Preaching your goddamn rules Don't come around here yeah. I ain't no Watching that little town slowly disappear.